And welcome to another episode. Wait, what'd you say? Ruined it. I said whatever you need. (laughs) And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with uh, different partners again. Uh, My main guy, Shane Manila. Jeez, um, you've had a lot of partners in your life. I really have. And again, if no no one knows, Sipes used to work in the porn industry. (laughs) So multiple partners is nothing new to him. Like just a new dude every week coming in and just jumping in on his stream is absolutely nothing new. None of that is true. It was more, it was photography stuff and that's not what, whatever. Uh, And Andrew Hall. (laughs) Hey, Andrew, thanks for joining us. I, what what podcast did I sign up for? I'm very much in the wrong place if that's what we're talking about today. Don't just put it out. Well, there is some of that discussion we can have, but that would have to be for a Patreon-only show, Patreon. that's for yep. sure. Um, but yeah, um, uh, Jeremy is, um, I guess he's still in Alaska from last week, Alaska. right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, he just texted me and confirmed that he's still in Alaska. His flight got bumped and he's getting a red eye. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> It's, red eye sounds like something they said in the sixties. Oh yeah, I'm getting the red eye. I don't I don't know what that means. They call it pink eye now, don't they? Yeah. It's something like that. that again. You can also get that by some of the ways Michael Sipes used to uh, <laughs> conduct business and God. set it up. She knocks it down. That's right. No, none of that ever happened. But um Andrew, thank you for joining us. And why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, who you are, what do you do, all that kind of stuff. Sure, yeah. So I'm Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF on Twitter. You can find me on the Dynasty Junkies, uh, which obviously you had Scott on the other week. So like, it's just a Junkies takeover of HQ at this point, which is great. But we love talking trades. So of course, I'm happy to be here. Happy to fill in for the uh, the, the illustrious Jeremy Broand, who I'm in a, a couple of leagues with, I feel like at this point. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Fantasy Pros too. I write some articles there every now and then when they demand that I write something. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here and talking with you guys. This is gonna be a fun night. Awesome. Yeah, we had fun with Scott last week. I mean, we mostly talked uh, uh, rookie drafts. We didn't, I think we we maybe had a trade at the end and then moved all the trades to the Patreon show. Um, but we talked. I actually I hung out with a junkie last night. Uh, oh, did right, you? The other one. Yeah, yeah. I was hanging out with Rocky at a tavern in the lake in beautiful uh, Bumblefuck, New Jersey. Um, <laughs> all right, hold on. I got to mark that down. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, gorgeous area it's um it's a bunch of trees and then this little town out of nowhere um right off of crystal lake so really cool well i was definitely gonna ask you about that like looked like a good time i saw some of the pictures that larry monkey posted like i mean i'm guessing you you tore that bar to pieces and shut it down right no man no i'll tell you what i was i was having a really fun evening and then the uh the cover band they had a cover band on i usually love live music but it was a cover band of uh 80s metal bands Oh, um, and the singer himself was at least 80 years old. <laughs> um, so that kind of I kind of as soon as that started playing, there were some Judas Priest and some other uh, just awful music. And uh, I was like checked out and I'm old. You know what I mean? So it's a far drive. So uh, we all left fairly early. How Wasn't many that. how many were you there? Because I saw a couple pictures, too. Oh, uh, there was me, Larry Monkey. There was a uh, uh, Mercer from Coast to Coast Roast. There was Michael Finero from uh, Rookie Fever. Uh, Rocky, who was a junkie. Um, uh, am I missing anyone? Some, uh, the Rewind guys. Uh, uh, the Rewind right? guys, of course. My, yeah. my buddy Michael Bauer and uh, Chef Porkman, who has a Galaxy Flip, by the way. I like that. Phone. Ooh, very cool. <laughs> yeah. If you're a phone nerd like me, uh, 
phones I like are the flips and the folds. And that the flip's pretty cool. What phone do you have now? If you're say you're a phone nerd, Pixel Seven. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Pixel Seven. I'm which, thinking about getting that actually. Yeah, well, I, I want to look at the Pixel Fold, and I don't care if you don't like this, listeners. Um, I want to go look at the <laughs> Pixel Fold. Eighteen hundred dollars, right? Because it's foldable. Right. I go. I'm on Google Fi. I have the Pixel Seven, like literally their newest phone, except for the Seven A that just came out that they announced the same day as the Fold. I'm like, I got to be able to get some good money back for this, right? No. That's $300. not how it works. Yep. $300. Oh. <laughs> if I had an iPhone, it'd be like 500 Go f*** yourself, Google. <laughs> you know, but it's not only them. I tried to do that the other day with my phone, too. I was looking into to upgrading it. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll give you 300 bucks." I was like, what? No, that's okay. Um, Craziness. But we do have some news. But before we, have the, uh, before we talk about the news, Shane, tell everybody about Dynasty Nerds. Dynasty Nerds, as I've talked about it before... They give us money when you use our promo code. So I like them better than people that don't give us money um, when you sign up for them. Because there's, I mean, honestly, there's more people that don't give us money when you sign up for things than do. Um, <laughs> well, what, why would they give us money if we had nothing to do with them? So, of course, there's going to be more people that don't so give use us money. <laughs> promo code TRADEHQ. Get oh 15% off any Dynasty Nerds membership. And like Scott mentioned last week, hey, besides just giving us money, which we'll quibble over. He said it's not the most important thing. I believe it's the most important thing. <laughs> um, so if you just wanted to send us money, period, like straight, I'll give you my Venmo later. But also, oh, yeah, you give get a membership. His Venmo. That had yeah. nothing to do with the rest no, of us. I'm not going to share it. No. Um, <laughs> Or um, we are uh, used uh, Dynasty. Nope, nope. Use pro, promo code TradesHQ for Dynasty Nerds. Get fifteen percent off. Great tools, you know. Uh, they have the GM tool, which everybody loves. Uh, they have the Nerd Herd. They have just great podcasts, uh, great articles. It's it's, it's really a, a great site, um, and you get to save some money. Um, fifteen percent using Trades HQ. And hey, go sign up for Underdog using Trades HQ. I don't know what that gets you. I don't know if it gets you anything. I'm not sure if that promo code even works still, but it doesn't matter when you sign up for underdog. They, if it's your first time, they always give you the free money because they know you're going to lose money in the deal. Um, and you're a sucker. So you're just going to, you're going to lose it, whatever you put in there anyway. They'll this is you. not the you're, way you tell people to sign you're gonna up. Lose it. You're going to lose it. Cause look, the house always wins. You know what I mean? This, these oh companies don't stay in business because they're giving money away. Like, Oh, this seems like a bad business plan. It's a perfect strategy. So you can promos go to uh, trades HQ for underdog. <laughs> We're going to get wanna, so many people sign up. Based well, on I just want to say said. this. I, I did. I took your advice from a couple shows ago. I think I put trades HQ into Domino's and it didn't work. I was very disappointed. I was, like, Damn it, I was looking for five bucks off of Domino's. You know what I mean? I feel like that would be a good sponsor for you guys. I'm going to reach out to them. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't hurt. Well, I tried we'll, it though. I we'll, tried it. We'll show them the clip of this to show that somebody actually Domino's. did it. Amazing. <laughs> so in the news, I saw that uh, we already have an injury with one of the rookies that everybody's drafting pretty high. I'm sure we have others, but this one just struck my funny because I was uh, I was lying in bed and I get a sleeper alert, which sleeper alerts, injury alerts are the fucking most obnoxious things ever. Like literally, just Jesus. tell me if they're playing on the game or not. But besides the fact that it's uh, it's May. <laughs> right, it's May, and uh, just so you know, Foster Moreau also questionable. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Well, he, he just got signed. Awesome for him um, from Battle on Cancer. I did not think he'd oh, be ready wow. to go this weekend, but also there's no game for four months. So there's no games for four months, but we're already in injury alerts from Sleeper. 
love the sleeper app, but that is the stupidest thing. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, got a sleeper alert that Jameer Gibbs is questionable. I'm like, questionable for what? But apparently he couldn't practice on Saturday with a slight injury. It's like ankle injury, which I thought was just – I just found it amusing because it's, it's a Detroit Lion running back who – just you go from him, DeAndre Swift, Carrion Johnson, uh, who else was there? They're just always Javid Best. Like there's oh. just an unending string of just injured running backs for that team. But uh, Barry, Barry was never injured. Barry no, was no, awesome. he wasn't. Since then, it's just <laughs> downhill. And that was like 30 years ago. Let me ask you something. It is true that obviously we don't play football for quite a long time. So these kind of things don't really matter today. But the fact that you said there's a long line of them, the fact that people that have running backs with Detroit are used to the injuries happening and then their players don't get to play. Do you think that this is going to to maybe not deter them from drafting them at 102, 103, something like that, but it will open some people's eyes to the fragileness, I guess, of running backs and to not necessarily want to take them so high in these rookie drafts? I'll, oh, I'll start here. I think if you're if you're thrown off by this news in May, you shouldn't be drafting rookies. Like, let's be honest. Like, if this is the kind of news that moves the needle, what are you doing in Dynasty? Like, this means nothing. I'm with Shane. Like, this is pointless. Um, I also feel like, and maybe we've kind of known this, but this is a prime example. Some teams are very sensitive on their questionable tags, and yeah. some are just don't care. And I feel like the Lions are just like, let's just put every running back questionable. He had an ankle tweak. We're going to be careful. And then you got like Bill Belichick, who's like, nah, it doesn't matter. You're fine. You're playing. Like it just, it, it's like every team is kind of different. So if if none of it matters, then what do we care? Like you know what I mean? Like if you're just going to tag anybody questionable, I don't even know what if none of it matters. Right? Like I don't listen to it at all anyway. But, but it's just one. But do you have any feelings <laughs> like uh, no, whether running back or a wide receiver? Like in in some of these drafts, going really high. Obviously, we're not talking about five, ten running backs. We're only talking about one or two, sometimes three. But do you have any feelings one way or the other about wide receivers or running backs? Like, do you rather take one or the other, or does it not matter to you? It doesn't matter to me. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll put it this way. If he broke his ankle, yeah, then I'd care, right? But this is questionable for practice. We're talking about practice. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about practice in May. We got so much time for him to heal up on that. They're not even doing OTAs. They're not even in training camp. Like, no. No, I don't care about any of this. I love it, though, because that means maybe somebody out there in a league that you're in, if you haven't drafted yet, I mean, I know I have a couple drafts still coming up, or maybe he falls to the 106, 107. I'll be happy to take that discount if somebody's willing to say, man, I don't know, I'll take JSN. Then come on. Like, no, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't necessarily mean him personally being injured. I just mean running back in general. That's all. But yeah, Shane, you were saying. Running backs, you already know when you're you're drafting them that you're you're drafting an explodable commodity. You're you're drafting <laughs> a player that you're hope with every carry you're hoping they don't just devastate their knee. You know, what I mean, this is this that's a position where Todd Gurley's knee bent completely the wrong way when he was in college, right? Yeah. Like it went like your leg's not supposed to bend that way. We've seen that a couple times with running backs, and you just like you're hoping that's not your running back, although. And I'll be getting into this a little bit on the DLF mailbag. I think I'm going to be going very anti uh, anti zero running back this year in some leagues and just see how it goes. Wait, I know it's a risky proposition. So anti zero running back. Anti means against. I know. Right. 
So like multiple running back, like you're going running back heavy. Well, yeah. that's that's what I was going to ask you because drafting one or two running backs, that's not necessarily anti. Anti sounds like you're going to take like every running back with every one of your picks. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be using, uh, and I've tried. I'm definitely a couple of leagues where I'm going to be okay using the capital that I would usually use elsewhere. And try to get myself a Brees Hall, a JT, a uh, there's literally like three guys. Brees Hall, <laughs> JT. Uh, I would have said Ken Walker up until last week. Oops, or two weeks ago. But like, yeah, I'm 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 gonna be buying some running backs if I can. Like, I'm still trying to buy the Derrick Henrys. I'm okay buying CMCs, Barclays, all that stuff. Like that, those are the dudes I'm trying to buy running backs this year. I'm still buying Dalvin Cook if I can. I feel like he's gonna yeah. get traded. They just said he was gonna get cut. Like that news is way more important to me. Yeah. Hurry up and happen. But now there's a report that says he will almost definitely be cut after the June 1st designation, which is kind of what we thought anyway, to be honest. But I like hearing that kind of reiterated and saying it like more officially, I guess. That news to me is it moves more needles to me than a questionable tag on anybody. The, I, running back receiver, I don't care about questionable tags in May. Sure. But a report that says that Cook might be cut. I'm, I like Dalvin and I think he could land a lot of places and make an impact. I mean, I don't think he's on the Vikings. I don't think anybody's expecting him to, but there's a lot of rumors about him going to Miami. I would love Dalvin Cook in Miami, so I'm willing to take the deep discount on Dalvin right now for sure. And it's yeah, funny. It's buddy Scott. Hold on. I have a direct point to that. And point. I had one for I you based speak. on last week's show, and you always speak. That's all never, you all do. I barely That's talk. all you ever do. But go ahead. Say never what you're going to say, and then I'll bring back what you said last week. Go so for our, it. So our, our buddy Scott. Uh, <laughs> Connor? No. Uh, Scott. Sidlo? No, um, <laughs> I don't know how many Scots you he know, knows a ton of Scots. DFB, uh, dude, football bro, Scott, Scott uh, Barrett, Scott Barrett. Scott Barrett. Yeah, I remember his name at one point. He was on, um, he was on uh, another buddy, uh, Jacks, the Undroppables podcast this week, and he actually mentioned that like there are some rumbles um, that he heard about Dalvin Cook going to Miami once he passes the physical. Um, one Devin to chain that would be heartbreaking for everyone that drafted him at like one hundred seven. 108 if you drafted him at 110 whatever i, I don't think that hurts as much yeah. but yeah Dalvin cook in miami that would be kind of fun all right now i want to ask you what i was going to ask you you were saying last week in the show that you liked Devin a chain and a lot of people were he was moving up in people's drafts and he is in the in the first round in a lot of drafts if the dalvin thing does happen they could say it all they want. Everybody says, oh, he might go to the Dolphins. He could go to any other team in the entire league. But if it does happen, do you think it really totally torpedoes Devin a chain completely? Or wouldn't it be that it's just, oh, maybe even if Dalvin came here, it wouldn't be for five years. It'd be for maybe a one-year deal, a two-year deal. So I don't think it really kills everybody's Pick, yeah, the value is not going to totally die, maybe for this year, which is ridiculous because most people think rookies have to hit on their first year and they don't usually anyways. Well, not for running backs, but I think anyone that that told themselves a story that Devin a chain could be like 15 to 20 opportunities a game. If Dalvin Cook's there, you're going to have to come to the realization that no, it's probably much closer to 10 to 12. And even if that's what it was always going to be, that's not what a lot of people thought after he was drafted so highly. Right, but if he comes here, don't you think that they'll do something with the other two guys that we we have now when they try to move? Or are we going to sit here with four running backs that everybody thinks is going to get carries? I, look, <laughs> I don't. I, if Dalvin Cook's there, I, I don't I think, think he's coming here. 
but if he does, I think it's safe to assume that Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are the odd men out, no matter what. Like I, those, those guys are the dudes that I would have to worry. And Miles Gaskins is still there for some reason. Right. So that's what, what I mean. So it wouldn't be really? a total devastation on the. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Andrew. Sometimes Shane has to get up because he he has other things going on in the room at the that's same totally time. Fine. But so, do you agree? Do you think? Do you think it's totally devastating? Or is it just a ro- uh, like a speed bump for this year, maybe? Well, I think it, it would be devastating for Mostert and Wilson. I right. think that that's pretty much the clear-cut devastation. But I don't think it's devastating for Shane. I think there is still an outside shot that it, Cook comes in there and is like the veteran presence who is kind of a change of pace. And it, it could be one of those things where, again, Shane is not necessarily you know anti-injury himself. He's had some injuries in college, and there could be some fragility there. And I think, too, with the way that the Miami Dolphins are looking this year, they're, they're looking like the East might be the best chance to, to win it this year. With Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, there's obviously a lot of talk there. But, I mean, the Dolphins could actually do a really good job. And I think adding somebody like Cook is never a bad thing to a team looking to make a run. Sure. Um, I don't think he's the long-term answer or anything. I'm like, I mean, he's not worth a first-round pick right now, and he won't be even if he goes to the Dolphins, in my opinion. But I do think it could, I don't know, kind of lower the upside for A-Chain. Yeah, I mean, I think that's possible. But I also think that if you have if you have Wilson and are expecting to start him, that that's I mean obviously you you have much bigger problems than, yeah. than Dalvin <laughs> Cook at that point. But Dalvin Cook going there is going to hurt Wilson and Mostert a lot if that happens. And I wouldn't be shocked if they cut one or both or trade or something like you know that's definitely on the table, which it isn't right now. So I mean again, I'm not saying it's going to devastate Achain, but it, it takes him from a potential workhorse and a timeshare with two players that are kind of iffy to a you know potential workhorse in a timeshare with Dalvin Cook which is much different like that just that landscape looks very different with Dalvin Cook there so I'm not excited about it for A-Chain I'm excited about it for Cook right like I'm excited about it for Dalvin I think it's it's a you know arrow up for Dalvin and it could be an arrow down for A-Chain but I mean again again Wilson and Mostert are are both kind of neutral in my mind and maybe this helps because they get freed up to go somewhere else too I mean there's some of this that we still have a lot of time like you said it before four months until the season there's going to be a lot of these things in training camps. We saw it, was it uh, two or three years ago with Fournette, right? Yeah. Fournette got cut and out of nowhere, and then James Robinson comes in. And I still think Fournette is still a free agent. So, like, there's a Ezekiel Elliott still a free agent. Like, there's some of these guys that are just going to come in and kind of cannonball some running back rooms. So, again, if, if you're really trying to look at your lineup right now, I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah. That's ultimately what this is. I, you just want value. And I think A-Chain's value takes a little hit. If he goes from the 107, 108 value to the 110, 111 value, Meh, like that's not that bad. But Wilson and Mostert have very little value anyway, so who cares, right? And it's funny too because you said, and and I saw the same article where it said that they're they're planning to cut him on June first. This is only what May thirteenth. You're you're still yeah. talking another eighteen days or whatever until that would even happen. So it, it would be kind of interesting if people start dropping a chain in the rookie drafts just because he might come here. I saw another article yesterday that said the five teams Dalvin could go to, and Miami wasn't even on that list. Right. So everybody's just making crap up. You know, so you're telling me it's speculation season on no way. Like I've never heard of that before. Like this exactly. is just, that's all we have right now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's uh, yeah. And it's May. So get used to that. Right. <laughs> got that, that's the entire month of June and July, August. We get met. Well, you know, mini camps will give us even more speculation. But yeah, yeah the only constant is change, especially yeah. for running backs. Let's be honest. Like running backs have the biggest ability to change values, which is why I don't generally draft them in rookie drafts because I mean, again, it's it's kind of oversimplified. We talk it a lot on junkies, but like in the off season, I don't want running backs on my roster. There's just too much chaos. Yeah. Uh, there any like you said before, even like one little injury in training camp and it ruins the whole value. Receivers don't generally have that much. 
I guess that that big of a chasm between their their top and their bottom, right? They're kind of more static and a little bit more, you know, I guess hey, they hold value better. Um, well, running backs, we've seen that cater or crater. I'm sorry, in a lot of places. And again, I'm, it, it's so early; it doesn't matter. Like until even when it matters, still, like I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a fun time when it happens, but till then, it's just speculation season. That's what we're all doing. That's what we yeah. spend our time on Twitter doing. It's just speculating, you know. There's, there's so much situation that goes into it too, where. Look, if Trey Sermon lands in a different situation, I, I don't know. Like, like, I was just thinking about Trey Sermon that I have no idea why. Um, <laughs> but, but like, you know, before the draft, you could tell yourself a story where I think Trey Sermon could make himself into something this year. Oh, he yeah. only has Kenny Gainwell, Rashad Penny, who's always injured, and Boston Scott to, to, to you know to compete with for carries. Like he could he could ether some guys. He's not a bad stash. And then DeAndre Swift goes there and it goes, ah, oh, yeah, Trey Sermon's dead. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Completely dead. Never mind. Yeah. It's funny. I was driving up to Orlando this weekend and I saw somebody write on Twitter, uh, Ezekiel Elliott to Tampa Bay. And people were like, oh, that's going to plummet. Uh, what's that guy's name? Sean. Sean White. No, Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker. Yeah, yeah, that people were drafted. But then, like, it's four days later, and then I've never seen anything else again about Ezekiel going to Tampa Bay. You know, everybody just jumps on that story, and they, they want it to, to be so. You know, uh, Andrew, last week, Scott was telling us that he's in quite a few leagues, and he's already completed a bunch of rookie drafts. Are you in the same position? Have you done multiple rookie drafts and everything so far? For sure. I'm not in as many leagues as Sean. I don't, I'm sorry, Sean. I'm not in as many leagues as Scott. I don't know anyone that is. I feel like Scott and and maybe it's the name Scott. I feel like Scott Connor is in a ton of leagues too. Like if you're a Scott, you just take on 50 leagues and just move on with your life. But I don't have that kind of time. I'm in like 20 leagues. I've already had maybe, I don't know, eight to 10 drafts that have finished and wrapped up. And I have zero shares of Gibbs. I have zero shares of H-Chain. Like, you know, so part of this is just like, I love to buy the dip, especially on running backs. And, and this kind of time, this time of year, I guess, is where there's all that news. Um, you know, if somebody's, again, Charbonnet even is one of those guys that kind of got cratered in when he got drafted, right? And there was all this like, oh, he's, the, oh, crap, he got drafted to Kenneth Walker's spot. Like now both of them are meaningless. Like, so the, <laughs> there's literally so much time for this to get settled. I'm not really reacting to a lot of the news, but I do love listening and hearing the news and kind of following the news because I have definitely got some leagues where, there are really, really, really trigger shy people and, and the other league mates are very scared and don't want to make a move and like don't want to make a wrong decision and are like panic selling on everything. And that's when it matters. And so for the sake of argument, like it doesn't move the needle for me, but if it moves the needle for someone else, that's still something I need to know. Yeah. Right. So like I'm not saying don't pay attention to the news. I'm just saying don't let it shift your values too much. Right. And especially in May with running backs, like I said before, like I tend to have very few running backs that I'm acquiring in this time of year. Like, honestly, the people I'm I'm trying to get this time of year is like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going dirt cheap. You can get him for a third or a fourth. If you're on the clock at 402, you might be able to send that for Clyde. I might rather have Clyde Edwards Hilaire than a fourth round pick, right? Or like even Leonard Fournette, Zico Elliott, like these guys are going to find a spot. I'm not really that worried. And again, the cost to acquire is so low. It's like, well, I might as well just burn that pick anyway. Like, what do I care? So I'm kind of listening to the news for some of that, but Again, running backs are just such a crapshoot anymore. And I think the more you play Dynasty, the more you realize it just doesn't matter, right? Like, I'll gladly trade a receiver for two running backs in August and be fine. <laughs> I, I've also seen people on Twitter, maybe you guys have seen this too, where they're setting lineups, right? <laughs> Sleeper came out with their their week one projections. And I'm just like, 
have at it, boys. Like, go, do your thing, right? Like, have have fun setting your lineups. But it's May. Lineups don't matter in May. Like, I, I don't care. Oh, see, I'm I'm anti you. I'm always I'm, <laughs> no, I'm always you were about Shane. I'm yeah. always about setting my lineup and going. All right, look, 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 guys. I'm one of those people that like. And Russ talks about it all the time too. Uh, outhouse bathroom friend of ours. Um, where he's like, oh, you don't have to set lineups. It's not point scoring season, and that's a Russ original point scoring season. Sometimes yep. I steal that in my articles. So. <laughs> It's a good line. Yeah, they're like, oh, I like that. And I'm like, yeah, I really came up with that on my own. Um, I don't know who this Russ character is. No, he stole that from me. I was around first. He's an outhouse. He's in the shitter. It's fine. What was I talking about? (laughs) You were talking about setting lineups. No, no, no. Yeah, so everyone's like, oh, well, you've got plenty of time to make moves, right? But then everyone thinks that. And then everyone tries to make moves at the same time. So, like, this is just part of my nature. It's like, I'm always trying to do things when it might not feel correct. Um, when it feels oh, yeah. like this isn't the season to do that. And I'm like, it's the season chain does it. So shut up. <laughs> so I'm all about buying players and going, looking at my starting lineup now, as opposed to, you know, the mad rush in three months when it's seller season and everyone's like trying to attack the same person and everybody's trying to get Derrick Henry off of like, you know, that shitty team in your league. Hang on. Let, let's, let's be clear for a second. Like I agree with you to a point, the price will go up in August, right? But I'd rather pay the higher price for someone who I know is going to be in my lineup than, than risk the lower price. Unless the price is so low. Like I said, with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, some of those guys where the price is nothing, but like, you have to send a first for some of these players right now. And I'd rather wait and see if they're worth a first to send it. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not saying don't go acquire running backs. I'm just saying they're not somebody I'm generally paying, I don't know, market value for. I'd rather wait and see what the market values them for before I do that. That's, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. And even that just, just to kind of agree with you, um, but not all the way, <laughs> it's again, it's specific players. Okay. Right. Like I'm not going to go out there. Like we, I'm not going to go out there and be like, well, I think this guy is going to be the one that, uh, comes out of this forehead monster in uh, whatever. I can't even think of a team right now. Miami. So yeah, but we were talking about talking Miami, Miami before. Florida, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I yeah, was going to say. I'm paying price in August now. I'm paying price now, right? right. That's the difference. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say with the lineup thing that you were talking about, I'm kind of in between both of you guys. I, I like the fact that even right now on MFL, I can go in there and say, set my lineup just so I can get a kind of an idea of what players I have on my team and what players I'm missing. Because a lot of times, especially with our listeners leagues, we have six listener leagues. Then I have my home league. Then I have these other leagues. I don't have as many as you guys, but I think I have 13 leagues. And sometimes you forget that who's on which roster and everything. So I'll go in there and click that set lineup button just to see where that team specifically is and where I might need to do some stuff. Whether I do anything right now or do anything in August, that's a different story. But I like that button. I like the fact that we can push it now, you know? Oh, wait, so we can do that on MFL now? Yeah, you could do it forever. Yeah. MFL, when you would try to set a lineup and it's not in season, it would yell at you and tell you that you don't have any games this week. But, like, that, but that's a commissioner <laughs> thing. That's a commissioner yeah, thing because I always set that right at the beginning of the season. Everybody, you could go in there, but that's a commissioner turn that on or off and i always turn that on uh, so well, it's on off yeah if you leave that off you're a terrible commissioner yeah exactly it's <laughs> on for us so you could go in there now shane's gonna go into all the in right leagues you to can see. see if he's looking at right now yeah. <laughs> but it, i mean sometimes it helps it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna do the moves now but it, it gives you an idea especially in the rookie drafts too and, I, and i'm not sure. saying you draft for need of your starting lineup but it does if you notice that you have to start two running backs and you have zero on your team, you know, you've got to start looking around. Yeah, if you've so, got Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert as your two <laughs> running backs, it's like, well, I should probably know that. Like, you know, especially if you're in a bunch of leagues, I will say that. Like, 
there are definitely leagues that I'm in, you know, in doing 20 or so. And like with Scott last week with 40 or whatever he's in. Yeah. There are definitely leagues where I'm like, wait, who do I even have in this league? I know I've heard Shane say that too, where it's like, yeah, I, I don't even know what I'm doing in this league. Like, what is my plan? Am I even contending? I have no idea. I'm just, just showing up randomly and seeing what I got. So for that, I do see the value. I'm just saying like worrying about your lineup is different. Clicking yes. the submit lineup to see who you have. Totally fine. I and- agree with that. And that's why I said I'm in between both of you guys. Right. So, Shane, did you have any other news? Was there any other players on here no, besides There was Gibbs? a funny news part. Um, I just thought it was hilarious. I just saw it on Roto World that apparently uh, an agent was trying to bribe teams to draft his players that he represented by offering them um, time at a uh, – at a uh, use of vacation properties, if they drafted his, his players. I think that's fucking hilarious. He was offering them a timeshare if they would draft his players. Oh my that's, god, is that an agent that's been around for a while, or is he a new I don't, agent? I mean, it's, it's not like one of the names I'd recognize, which is probably like two people. Um, yeah. I just think it's fucking hilarious. Well, also because like he was offering something that could be worth negative value, like timeshares. <laughs> Yeah. Like one of those, like, 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 uh, was it like predatory industries? You know what I mean? Like, Hey, take this timeshare. That's going to bankrupt you in three years and draft my guy. Like he's oh almost offering, God. like, I'll make you not rich. Like it's the worst thing to offer. So it might not have been an actual timeshare. I might add it that. It did say vacation <laughs> I'm just saying like, that's, that's time. such a, f- I, I think I heard the same kind in of thing other on Twitter. Words, if he's on Twitter, it's up. true. That's all I know. <laughs> a time, maybe he was just offering people to stay in his timeshare in Hawaii yeah. or whatever, you know, offering, not giving them a timeshare. You know, he was offering. Offering them, yeah, vacation state vacation homes. They what could use yeah. somebody's place, not give yeah. it to them. Yeah, not give it to them. Even, <laughs> even worse, like yeah, you don't even get use. to enjoy it more than one weekend. Like, what? Use. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So before we go into all these trades that we have here, though, Andrew, since you said you've done a bunch of uh, drafts, and last week Scott helped uh, the listeners out. Is there anybody, obviously the first round is pretty given for most of our leagues. It's always the same bunch of 12 guys or 13 guys, really. Is there anybody in the second round that you're really interested in that maybe not everybody else is interested in? Or do you see anybody that's jumping up that you weren't expecting or something for the audience that's listening that they may not realize? Well, I mean, I, I don't want to act like I know things that people don't know. I know a lot of your listeners are very sharp. I know I've been listening to you guys for a long time, been a big fan. Uh, there are a couple of names that I'm targeting in the second that I think a lot of others are targeting in the second, but that's like Sam Laporta. You know, I love getting him at the 201, 202 kind of range. I think he's going to be a stud on Detroit. I think that he's kind of going under the radar a little bit because of the whole mayor Kincaid battle. And then obviously Sam Laporta could be the number two target while Jameson Williams is out. Like, I think that could be a, a really good pick, especially in tight end premium leagues. Uh, and then the other one that I'm targeting, which, again, I don't think I'm alone on this island, is Josh Downs. Again, I think that he and Anthony Richardson are going to really have a good connection, both being rookies. And, you know, obviously there was the story that came out. They were throwing in the parking lot of a hotel or something. I'm like, great. It doesn't matter, but it doesn't not matter. You know what I mean? Like, I think Downs is one of those guys, too, that could have a lot of value. But I think, too, in, in a lot of the leagues that I'm in, I've traded out of the second a lot because there's so many people that want those picks in the second that you can trade out and get a player or trade to a future second and third or something, you know, like you can trade back really easily. in most of those, I feel like the first round, I don't have a lot of people offering me trades for my picks in the first, but I definitely have people offering me trades in the second. And I think part of that is because of like what you said, the consensus is kind of locked in. So it's not like you're really going to be able to buck the trend that much and go get your guy. Everybody knows your guy. Like it's not, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Right. But in the second, you can much easier kind of, I don't know, buck the trend on ADP a little better in the second, because again, 
what's a second round pick, right? Like I can, like we say it all the time on our show. I know you guys say it too. Like I can get that back. Like yeah. I'm not worried about a second, right? So like it's, it's, I think the second is a lot more fun this year. And there are a lot of deaf players, both at receiver and tight end this year too. I mean, there's a lot of really good players in that second round. Uh, and then also like Ty J Spears is one of those, I think could be the heir apparent to Derrick Henry. I mean, I think that he's kind of going underappreciated too. I've been able to get him in the third in some leagues, which is just blowing my mind. Right. But I've also seen him going at the 202, and I'm like, oh, that's a little early. So, like, it, it kind of everybody's got their values. And I think those are some of the names that I'm, I'm kind of excited about. If I see somebody on the clock and it's like 209 on the clock, and I'm like, you know what? Josh Downs is still there. Let me trade in and get this, right? Like, I'm fine with that. But I feel like I'm more likely to trade out than trade in at this point. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. I literally did that this morning. It was an IDP league though, but we were at the 306 and Downs was still there. And I traded up to be able to get him because I thought that was a pretty good spot right there to grab him with. And, And I know with IDP, sometimes things fall down. But in that draft, there wasn't even an IDP player drafted yet, and we were in the Ooh. third round. So he had dropped significantly, so I was willing to trade in with that. But um, Yeah, good trade. I, I was happy with that. Shane, I know you already mentioned it last week, but has anything changed from last week to this week? I know you've done a couple more drafts since last week. Is there anything special you're seeing in the second round or no, that you want to tell people? No, it's the same. I mean, it's honestly, it's the, the same one Andrew's saying, what everyone's saying. It's kind of, it's pick your own guy, Laporta, Mayer. Uh, some people are going Musgrave if you're looking for tight ends. I Obviously, I'm mentioning tight ends because we play in a lot of tight end premium leagues, not the HQ leagues because those are like 1.05, which really doesn't count. Um, we, we really thought we were doing something when we started those leagues. <laughs> 0.05 premium. That's a ballsy yeah. move. Yeah, yeah it's we're the, like we're yeah. in tight. We made these tight end premium. We didn't. Uh, we didn't. Uh, like eight years ago. Oh my god. Well, I'll jump out. on this though, and I'll just say another tight end <laughs> name that I love getting in the third and fourth, and even like undrafted in some leagues is Brenton Strange. Hmm. I know yeah. uh, Andrew Cooper mentioned him and kind of hyped his name a little bit, and I feel like he's getting a lot of uh, you know push up the rankings especially in tight end premium leagues that where, you know, tight ends might get a little bit more. And for dynasty too, like I generally don't draft a tight end expecting them to produce in year one. It's just not my game. Like tight ends generally take a little longer to acclimate and kind of figure things out and they're expected to block a lot more. And so it's kind of like, you don't know what you're going to get, but a guy like Brenton strange, I just saw him go, I think at the, yeah, the three Oh six and dynasty junkies three. And I thought that was a little early, but then I'm like, is it like that could be a really like game changing kind of pick. So that's another name I love for those later rounds. If you're not sure who to take and you're on the clock at 408 and you're just like, none of these names sound familiar. I I mean, I would, I would rather throw a flyer on Brenton strange on your taxi than some of the other guys going in the fourth, like Sean Tucker or Tyler Scott or whoever, like some of those names are just kind of like, you know, fifth or sixth or seventh on the tight end or, or sorry, receiver depth chart and things like that. Brenton strange could be a guy. And especially with Evan Ingram being on a, you know, a, uh, franchise tag this year for Jacksonville. Peterson loves having two tight ends. We've seen that before. So Strange is one of those guys I'm actually really happy to acquire in a lot of leagues. Obviously giving a lot of this away to anyone who's in the league with me next week, especially HQ3. So I'm excited to lose all of these guys I'm telling you about. This is really smart of you, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, because I have lots of picks in HQ3, and you're right. Damn, we're coming you do. Up I know. Week. I tried to get one from you. It didn't happen. I know. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Unfortunately, with the way my team was, I don't think that trade was going to work for me. But, Understandable. Um, so I like Shane. to make trades. <laughs> yeah. 
I heard that. Shane, speaking of trades and speaking of trading back and in and out and all that kind of stuff, on the list of trades here, do you have any rookie draft trades? I have a fun trade. Yeah. And this is a listener, but not a patron, so I can be a little dickish on uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, no, wait, this is going out live. Today. This is an iTunes show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then um, you say it down. right now. <laughs> oh all right. Like, I'm, I'm taking this trade as a win. I take it as a big win for me, to be honest with you. Okay. So I, I made a trade with our buddy Felix Sharp. Okay. Uh, me and Felix, he's from campuscanton.com or cdc.com. I, I, I don't know the actual website off the top of my head, but also use promo code TRADESHQ. Um, <laughs> great site. Um, but we had our rookie draft this week in the DGT uh, Invitational, which is uh, the dynasty something or another. But basically, Jack Falcone is the, the, he's the commissioner of the league. It's for his show, The Undroppables. Um, it's not a listener league, though. But so a lot of big names in there, anyway. So I made a trade. Uh, look, it's and let me give you the parameters. It's 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 a fourteen team start twelve. Start twelve. Wow, you had to start twelve. Okay. Yeah, it really tests your uh, your, uh, your your junk. So I put Garrett Wilson on the block, which, as you know, for me, is hard hmm. to do because I love Garrett Wilson. But I'm looking to split an asset, you know, like you. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those leagues where, like, you've got Dara Ogogana Bawale um, in a starter role because, well, there's 12 starters. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's actually one of them. But anyway. <laughs> and you said 14 teams, too. So, like, it's even like, weirder teams. starters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you have to start 12. So, gosh. Right. All right. And math, for anyone that's wondering, that's 140 and then 24. That's 164 <laughs> starting players. I don't know if that bad. I think it was Common Core. He did great there, Shane. Did he yeah. do it right? I I, I just assume it's wrong because it usually always no, is. No, I did it. I did it just how my kids taught me to do it. You do the. I think it's 168. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. 14. Whatever. I don't. I was close. <laughs> close enough. Like I, I said, enough. he's wrong. No one's here for your he's math. Always no wrong with the math. The math. Yeah. But it's like math. a 95 percent percentage. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, he made an offer, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't enough." And and you know, and I went to the Dynasty Trades HQ patron chat, uh, uh-huh. where if you're a patron, you get to talk to us all the time, and talk to other uh, patrons who are sharp as uh, steel, yes. knives, blades that cut your head off. Um, just sharpening each other—that's what we do. Um, <laughs> and sharpens iron, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, threw, so you I, went to them and asked them. I threw it in there. I said, "Hey, patrons, uh, is this a good deal? I got to do this, right?" Right. And they said, no, what you should do is try to get one more player out of them. And I said, you know what, guys, you're right. Let me try. What's the worst going to happen? Right. He's going to reject it. And then I'll go crawling back to him. Won't be the first time. Look, I was married. I know what it's like to crawl back to someone defeat it every night of your life. Um, Hoping that the pain will end one day. Okay. 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 Come back. Come back. Come back. Come Uh, back. What um, was the trade? (laughs) So, you know, I offered him basically I my my rebuttal was I would trade him Garrett Wilson in the 308 for a 24 first, the 113 and Jerry Judy. Now, again, in a in a start 12 or excuse me, in a, in a 12 team start 10, I wouldn't make this deal. There's no way. I'd right, give it right. But in these settings, I'm like, yeah, this would be a really good deal if he hits accept. He did not accept. Instead, to my delight. He countered. <laughs> countered with this. He countered with Garrett Wilson and a 25 second, which, okay, sure. Two it's years from now. Yeah. Right. For the uh, 2024 first, the 107, which was Jordan Addison, and then the 113. 
in this draft. So he changed Jerry Judy to the 107, and then he changed the third to a 25 second. Okay. So 107 instead of Jerry Judy, I'm sure <laughs> you were I was thrilled. I happy to get Jordan Addison then. Uh, yes. Uh, he'd already drafted him, so there was no intrigue. Like, oh, who am I going to take? But, you know, I was, I was perfectly fine with that. Yeah, no, that's great. That yes. I, so I accept it. And I said, oh, Felix is not going to be happy with me. Um, <laughs> and why is it say in parentheses uh, to draft Will Levies? Well, well, then there was another trade. Yeah, that was another follow one. along. So another famous person. That if I follow along, I'm asking you this so you will tell the audience. I can see it right here on this piece of paper. <laughs> I am also in the same league. And there's, look, there's some ass. great names in this league. And one of them is Izzy Alcafas, uh-huh. uh, Dynasty Trades Calculator, one of the OGs, uh, one yep. of the coolest gentlemen in the game. Awesome dude. He's um, awesome. And I'm not just buttering him up because, you know, we made a trade. I, I love Izzy. But anyway, so he offered me the 110 for my 113, the 308, and the 305. I had multiple third and fourth round draft picks in this for some reason. And this, listen, kids, this is why you draft, you trade for these pieces, right? And what I did is I gave that to him for the 110, and I drafted Will Levis. So he he went back three, mm-hmm. and then you picked up, or he well, went he, back three, and he picked up the 305 and the 308. Right. Yep. And then you took Will Levis. And I took Will Levis. And regardless of who I drafted, this is why you always ask for, uh, just ask for a third, ask for mm-hmm. a fourth, ask for a third, ask for a fifth. Because, like, honestly, you end up using these in rookie drafts. You do. They, yep. they are currency. They, they, they grease the skids and help trades get done. Um, because if I didn't have those, it would have been really hard to trade him the 113 for the 110 straight up. Right. I think he would have turned that down. <laughs> I hope so. He's a sharp the calculator guy. would not have said to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then you took Will Levy's. So the reason I ask you that is because I did a similar trade with Larry Monkey last night in HQ1. And I don't know if you saw that. Um, I was at the 114 and he offered me the 116 with like a whole bunch of fours and fives. And obviously in our HQ one, it's 16 team league, those fours and fives, I just thought were nothing. So I declined it. And then we went back and forth and then he ended up giving me the, I, I believe it was the three, uh, it was the 308 and the 309. So in, in uh, Shane just got up and walked away. This is what happens to me all the time. Even if Shane's sitting there, he's not listening to me. But the fact that he walked away, he's definitely not listening to me. Um, he's a busy man. Yeah. So Shane, what I just said was that I moved back two spots. He had offered me fours and fives and I turned him down and we went back and forth. And this is what we ended up with. He gave me the 308 and the 309 in HQ1 for... The, the 114. So I moved back two spots and I picked up the 308 and the 309. And at that point in this draft at 14, I was looking at like four or five different players anyways. And, right. uh, and then he took, um, he took rice and then Laporte mm-hmm. went. And then for me, I took a chain right there. So I ended up going back to and picked up two extra picks. And well, in, in that case, I like that trade for my side. And in your case, I like your trade for your side where you gave those away, you know? Well, yeah, and, the- and 
and for well, the person, I think the big difference there is the tiers, right? Like the one ten is kind of like a, it depends on who falls. There's a big teardrop, right? But then at the the one fourteen, one fifteen, one sixteen, two hundred one, like all of that, that's a whole nother tier. And so I love that too because if you can kind of I don't know identify if you're at the top or the beginning of a tier, trading back and adding other assets is by far the better move. But to trade into the one ten and kind of up a tier, totally worth doing the other way. So like that's why I love tier based drafting and kind of putting your own rankings down and just saying. Who's still available here? If I trade back two spots, you can still get a good guy. You still have, you might have picked the same guy. Yeah. You, know, you might have taken away chain anyway. So now you're getting three yeah. thirds. And so someone else has a different valuation. So yeah, I love this, both of these trades because they're the same logic. And also that's why Shane's exactly right. Getting somebody to throw in a third, even if it's like a 25 third. I know there are lots of times where someone's like, you're really going to let that end the deal. I'm like, you're really going to let that end the deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like just throw it in there. It's a 25 third. Who cares? And then you never know when it could come in handy. Right. And you don't always have to make those picks, too. You can now you have those extra thirds to move around in the second, right? So like it's just other assets, other pieces. It's a great move. Which is exactly what I was thinking now, especially in HQ one. Like I said, it's a sixteen team league, and there's so. Uh, by, by the time you get into the fourth round, we're drafting players that have FAs next to their name. You know, it's like <laughs> right. it's like players that didn't even get drafted and shit. It, it's really King difficult, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was happy with that, and Larry was happy with that because he got the guy that he wanted because I was on the clock when he made the offer. Mm. So obviously that's who he was looking for. So he was happy with that trade. And for me, I had like four guys I was, I was fine with. So I think it worked out pretty cool. And for Shane doing that trade that he did, he got levies. Now, how many, or how do you actually say it? Is it levies or Levis or I, I, I mean, Levis. I've heard it. Levis. His correct name is Levis, but I call him Levi's. I know um, you did. Yeah. That's that. what I, I was going to say. And then yeah. I get it wrong when I'm talking Blue to other jeans. people and I don't know. <laughs> 501. Know? Uh, yeah, blue jeans, blue jean committee, Wrangler, Bruce Springsteen, whatever, <laughs> whatever, all those fit. Look, he's, he might not be good at football. He's got fun nicknames that I'm giving him. Though. Yeah, That's all I hope I hope he does because we have him in the DFB. You have him in a few places. I have him in a few places. So I hope he does work out for us. So look, there's a crap ton of trades on here. Do you want to do one more and then go to the Patreon show? Well, or- I was going to say we're just making this a Patreon show. Oh, we're just going to make this a Patreon show? Great. Then I could just throw this piece of paper out. But I thought it was good enough to put out on iTunes. But if you well, want to just make it. You can do both. You don't need to do a whole another 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the then. More the merrier, man. This will they be this. both. Yeah, they get both. <laughs> this, is, this is a teaser. For those of you listening right now that are not patrons, this is the kind of. Okay, it's the exact same kind of value you get for a patron. But you get more. That's the whole thing. More. You get more. Right. Yeah, and it's funny too because a lot of times we just play it by ear and we decide what we want to do. Sometimes we'll be like, "Yeah, let's keep going." Other times we're like, "Ah, eh, no, let's wrap it up." You know, uh, uh, we are sitting here on a Saturday night at nine thirty. You know, uh, oh, here's a big boy trade. We'll wrap it up with this trade. <laughs> okay, what's the last trade then? And if yeah, so basically, if you're not a patron, right, you're hearing a very much edited version of this show. Oh yeah. There's, I've there's cut a lot, lot of out. That yes. redacted because <laughs> apparently, uh, if people that don't pay for it hear some of the things that Michael says, oh me! <laughs> I don't even know if the FCC has anything to do with podcasts, but I'm just going to make that up. Um, yeah, I'm the one that I have to protect every six, single week. It's me. Six, <laughs> six years into this podcast, my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite moments is still me um, disputing. Patreon's claims 
that we were explicit material. Oh my God. That um, is hilarious. Yes. That was great. And that was early on too. We yes. were only on Patreon yes. for a few months when that was, happened. Yeah, and they were like, you used the f word. And I said, <laughs> oh, well, mark it down. This is, it's, it's, you can say the f word. We weren't oh. describing the actual sexual activity of fucking them. And uh, I wrote this beautiful, beautiful short paragraph oh to them. It was, it was fucking amazing. And they agreed with me and they said, you are not explicit material. And then I said, you fucking idiots. I'm going to just talk about the worst shit I can possibly think of on our next patron episode. Necrophilia. Oh my God. Uh, no, no. Go, go. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Uh, you said right. you had a trade right so there. I had to trade. write one, two, three, four, five, six F. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's What's final the final trade? <laughs> And I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to give it to you. You guys tell me what you like. This okay. is another one. It's a 14 team super flex. Okay. Start 12. Okay. You have a lot side, of those start 12 teams. Yeah. Wow. One of those on one side, we've got uh, Dalton Kincaid, uh, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, a 24 third, a 24 third, Aye. and a 25 first. Ooh. Okay. And this is 1.75 tight end premium if I didn't say it. On the other side, we've got Chris Olave, Dallas Goddard, and Rasheed Rice. So a big boy trade. And you love Chris Olave. You've been doing trades for weeks now trying to get him on your teams. And is this a sleeper league? Yes, it is. Because I can never understand looking at that picture which side you got. <laughs> I'm assuming that you got the Chris Olave part, but the way they write it down, it's always so confusing. So did you give away all those pieces to get Godert and Olave and Rice? Or did you give Mike, it literally says Shane receives Goddard Olave Rice. Like it literally <laughs> says it as clear as day on and sleeper. I know what you mean, but like it is saying what what side he receives. But you have to look at two different pictures to see because the, the usually Shane puts both pictures up and the other way it's whatever. Fine. <laughs> literally says Shane receives. I got Chris Olave, Dallas Goddard, and Rasheed Rice. You, you, Andrew, you knew what I was talking about before. Now, now you're saying when you see this, I, I one do know picture, what you mean. I, I have definitely made more wrong <sighs> trades on Sleeper where I thought I was getting the other side than I did than I do on MFL. So I get your point. My okay. fantasy league for me is a little bit clearer, but also, like I said before, I'm in so many leagues, I don't know who I have. So I'm usually like, oh, that's a good. I'm like, oh, I like I like my side. Oops. So I've done that. I get it. <laughs> okay, so you um, get it. But but I will say this. I'll, I'll jump into the trade here. Go ahead. I, I like this trade for you. Usually in start. 12, 14 teams, you kind of need more players than you need studs, right? Like I, I usually like to consolidate in 10 team leagues or, you know, start 10, 12, you know, whatever. Like this, this in my mind has all of the, the, the known value is the Olave Goddard Rice side and Rice is a rookie still. He's not a known value, but like McLaurin, Ridley, Kincaid, there's a lot of question marks on all three of those guys right now. You don't know who's going to be throwing the ball to McLaurin. And then, of course, you get a 25 first. And like we said before, I can get that back if I need to. Like, I'm not too worried about 25 first. So I thought this trade was great for you, Shane. I guess the logic would be, did you send this or did you just show up in your inbox? Like, I always uh, ask that no, question. No, no, man. This this was one of our long, one of ah. our longer trades. Like, this was literally just going back and forth. Like, this trade had many different variations. There was many moments when we were really close and then pulled back. There was there was variations of this trade where uh, Jonathan Taylor was involved, uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Damian Pierce on his side, like the, just going back and forth trying to find because yeah, in a start twelve, it is hard to go. Wow, I'm giving up 
what could be what, four starters. Right. I mean, well, easily it's, it's at least three starters right there. I mean, well, and the 25 first starters. could be traded for a starter or will be a starter. Right. I get your right. logic. Right. right. Yep. And if that was a 24 first, probably don't make the deal, which I've already dealt in this league. But if, you know, but if that was a 24 first, the, the impact's more immediate. Like you said, I won't have two years to get it back. I don't, I don't think I'd do it. So yeah, it was going back and forth all week. There's a couple of times we were close and then we finally hit on something we agreed on the last iteration before this deal was exactly the same, except it was Drake London instead of Chris Olave. Ooh, so I swapped so you that out to Olave, and he said yes. Yeah, he said okay. Let me think about it. Um, and he thought about. It. Look, I think we both compromised on this one. This was definitely not one where I was like, yeah, uh, someone, uh, someone really just snookered the other person. Oh, I got a trash dynasty trade alert. <laughs> Snick trade alert. Hey, all right, so so we were gonna finish with the trash dynasty. Uh, originally, you said we were gonna do that, and and then we scrapped it. But now we'll do it. What is the trash well, dynasty? This trade one's alert? live, and this oh, just, it just yeah. happened. Fucking brutal. <laughs> oh, we're good down. Mark so down. in uh, <laughs> one of my Ming Dynasty leagues, uh-huh. uh, we have a couple patrons in there. They'll they'll appreciate this. At least yeah. the patrons in there. I offered someone. It's a fourteen team again. Start twelve super flex. Apparently, wow. that's all I play in tonight. I'm in it none of those that leagues, way. by the way. Yeah. Just wow. I think okay. we have one, don't we? Is it one of ours? Start one of 12? ours is a fourteen team. Start eleven. Oh, is that what it is? Start eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have a couple fourteen. I'm just. I just thought the start twelve was the thing that we had. But go ahead. Yeah. So what so is this the guy's trash? got? Absolutely trash at quarterback, right? Like literally, he doesn't. He has Matthew Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo. I offered him Kenny Pickett for T. Higgins. Maybe not the greatest offer to start with, but, you know, it's a 14-team super flex, bro. Um, he countered with uh, T. Higgins for Kenny Pickett uh, and 224 firsts. <laughs> so you are not on the same island. Like, you're <laughs> uh, Wow. Yeah, no, he's on, like, Cannibal Island. I don't, I don't know where the f*** that is. That is absolutely f***ing <laughs> terrible, disgraceful. If I saw him... I mean, I wouldn't get violent because violence is never the answer. Correct. Do not get violent. But I might <clears throat> tell my son to beat him up. There so wait, go. you're telling me that this guy doesn't have any quarterbacks. He's trying to get a quarterback from you, but he wants you to give him a quarterback and two firsts for the well, wide receiver. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's not even Jamar Chase. Like, what are you doing? I was going to say, does he think angle. Higgins is Chase? Is he, I mean, yeah, is he confused about what player this is? Like, that does not line up for me. I mean, I'll say this and kind of evaluating the trade. I, I kind of do what you do where I send a little bit low at first, knowing there's going to be negotiation. Like I'd really rather have room to move. I know John Bosch and our friend of the show, I'm sure John Bosch doesn't like doing that. Right. He's like, just send your best and final. I'm like, no, no, no. I'd rather send the crappy one first and let them decline or, or counter. Right. And like right. that way I'm not giving up free value, but to get that counter back, I would just decline that and just not just be like, no, no we are, we are different. But in all honesty, like even like pick it straight up for Higgins in a 14 teamer with, you know, super flex, I mean, I still would rather have Higgins, but that is that is one that would cause me pause. Like if I'm in that league, I'd get that trade and I sit on it for a day and I'm like, man, I don't know. That could be that could be huge. Like we don't know I, as much as I think Higgins resigns and he stays with the Bengals. We don't know for a fact that that's going to happen as of today. I mean, again, we're sitting here in May. They've not resigned Higgins yet. Like if he goes to a different team, his value could be very different. Yeah. And Pick, Pickens looks like he's going to be on the upswing. He's an ascending asset, I think, because like, he couldn't have really done mur- much worse than last year. But as a quarterback in its 14-team Superflex, getting a quarterback without giving one up is really hard. And you're always going to have to give a little bit overpay if you're doing that. So, again, I don't think it's a trash trade on your side, but getting it countered with two firsts on top, 
that's just an f off kind of thing. Like, no, nope, we're not doing this. Like, that's yeah. that's way different. Yeah, oh, now, man. you know, and I can just tell by that trade offer, his mom didn't give him enough hugs. As a <laughs> No comment, but you might be right. You know, and it's funny when you say about Pickett, do you guys, do you feel, like you just said, in a super flex, would you trade for him if you needed a quarterback? Like, what's the most you would give up for him if you needed a quarterback? Probably Higgins, something in that value. Like, you know, 10 to 12, kind of, you know, 10 to 20, I guess. Like, you know, low-end QB or wide receiver one. I just feel like there's so many more wide receivers that are going to see your lineup. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's so much easier to replace that wide receiver value week to week than the quarterback value. And if you only have, I mean, again, if you only have two starters and they're kind of shaky and you want to have a third, I guess, you know, maybe it's not that valuable to you. But I mean, and I don't know the whole team. I know you mentioned, yeah, I think he said he had Stafford and Garoppolo, right? Like I, I could easily see Pickett being the second quarterback of that three, depending on which one you hate the most. And I'm looking at it like I get Pickett in my super flex every week versus Higgins as my wide receiver one. It may matter what other roster positions, like if he has a lot of receivers, all this, like I could see that. I probably would have, if I had the, if I was the Higgins manager on this and didn't have QBs or only had Stafford and Garoppolo, I would probably counter with like Pickett in a second. You know, like Pickett in 208 might get it done, right? I, I'd be fine with that because then I could at least take a receiver with that 208 that would make me feel a little better about my chances. But adding two firsts is just kind of like go away. You know what I mean? Like that uh-huh. that's the kind of trade offer where you're like, we're not on the same planet. And I don't think anyone's on this guy's planet. Like that just, that makes zero sense to me. That is a, a lot to offer for Pickett, which it, again, does he think Pickett is like Burrow? Like, you know what I mean? Like I would see like Burrow for Higgins into first. Sure. I could see that. Right. But Pickett is like QB 20 in most places, QB 23, something like that. You know, like he's a low end QB two at this point, even if you think his ceiling is QB one value, no one's going to give you that value right now. So I just, that's, that's bonkersville to me. Yeah, I, I just always think it's interesting, especially in two quarterbacks or superflex. I mean, two quarterbacks is different because you have to start two quarterbacks. Right. Superflex, you can start one or the other. I just think he's an interesting one. I've seen some trades done with him, and I didn't know what your value was for him. Well, I so. like again, I like Pickett. I like trying to add him, but that not at that cost. My God, right? no, 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 no. Of course not at that cost. Yeah. But that's what I was asking. What yeah. your cost would be? You know, well, because- mine would like I said, mine would probably be like one first, late first, something like that. Even in a fourteen teamer, again. We've, I'm sure we've all been in a few drafts where you're sitting, like you were kind of saying at 114, there's a tier break, you know? Yeah. Like, and none of those guys are really like starter worthy. I mean, they could be, but it's not as sure of a thing. And I've seen a bunch of trades for like the 111 where it just feels a little off because it is a first. It's got that one in the front, but it's not really a first because at that point, the tier break is so different. Another quarterback I love acquiring on the cheap right now is Desmond Ritter. I feel mm. like the Falcons didn't do anything at the quarterback position. He could be the guy for this year at least. And I think he sees an uptick in value. So he's somebody else I'm trying to get on the cheap. And then another name in the same class was Malik Willis. I mean, the writing is on the wall with them drafting Levis and Tannehill and all this. Willis is probably going to be cut or traded. It wouldn't shock me at all if he goes to a place that actually gives him more value. And we see an uptick from him. And not to say that you have to start Willis, but you could trade him for more than you traded to get him, right? So like, those are the kind of moves I'm making in May is just to add value. Like, what, where can I buy low and sell high? Not to worry about lineups. That's kind of where my head goes. I love I love that we're going to end it with that because we started the whole show with that when you yep. said that you sent me an offer and we didn't work it out and Willis was in that offer that you had sent. So that's awesome. I'm telling that, you my secrets. <laughs> that's so great. So, hey, so thank you so much for joining us tonight, for taking it over for Jeremy. Um, we have had fun two weeks in a row now with Junkies. And uh, <laughs> and that's a different story for Shane back in his day, having fun with junkies. But um, 
<laughs> but uh, if you want to tell everybody where they can find you and what you're doing next and... and <laughs> I'm sorry, Shane. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Hall FF. Like you were saying before, I'm with the Dynasty Junkies. It's me, Rocky, and Scott. Usually we kind of rotate hosts and we go live on Thursday night. Uh, we're doing it all off season, of course. Dynasty never stops, right? As as Russ said, as you said, Shane, that Russ said, uh, it's non-point scoring season, but Dynasty still moves on. And that's why I love this time of year. Uh, there is a lot of player movement on blurbs, like we talked about at the beginning. Like there is some value changes and things like that. So we love talking trades. We have a fun, a lot of fun with that. And I still write for Fantasy Pros. I got a couple articles I'm writing now on, uh, you know, receivers and quarterbacks and things like that of who to target and the veterans, like kind of in that same vein of like, well, is Tannehill worth anything? I, he could be a quarterback you might try to acquire on the cheap, right? Because there's a lot of people that don't think he's worth much. I mean, again, there's there's a ton of stuff that you can do in the offseason to make your team better. And if you're listening to this show, you're a fan of trading and you're doing it the right way. You're well, or you're a fan of the f bombs that chain drops. Either way, it's hard to say because it's kind of the same amount of both in this episode. Uh-huh. Um, but point yeah, being, there's a you're lot definitely of somebody who you're definitely somebody who likes to make trades and loves Dynasty. So really appreciate you having me on. And anytime you guys need a guest host for uh, Jeremy Broand as an Ohioan, I'm glad to step in. My pleasure. <laughs> Shane. Yeah. Hey, maybe next week, even if Jeremy's back from Alaska, we'll have Rocky come on instead of Jeremy, next. you know? <laughs> next up, that's right. Uh, all right. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, check us out at Dynasty Trades HQ on all the social media. Shane already told everybody about our Patreon account. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week and say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane. <laughs>